2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce.
4: Yeah, there's sound. That's just people. Okay. That's your, Adam's looking askance at the sound outside that you can't hear. I really, yeah.
5: I, like anytime there's noise outside, I turn into like, like a fucking woodsman, just like, yeah. just suddenly like, what is that? Same no? one
4: of your fancy audio visual <laughs> projects, Adam? It's just audio. Yeah. Focus is just on sound, so we don't care about the quality of that sound. That's right. Why we? Welcome why should to podcasting. We? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome indeed. To one-upsmanship. Yeah. We're your hosts, Michael Swaim.
5: And Adam Ganser.
4: And Adam is currently looking up some boring factual information, but we're also going to provide a lot of juicy opinion, which is the part I like, on today's topic, the game What Remains of Edith Finch? Tough act to follow, but I gotta say I think Edith does an admirable job.
5: So you like the game?
4: Oops, we aren't supposed to say that yet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So into the first section of our show, hey Checkpoint, we've passed you. And now we're going to start with basically the uh, speed run, we call it, where, whose turn is it? Let's say it's yours. I'll see, okay, give me your right. turn. That's fine. Where our good friend Adam, player two, is going to uh, quickly run you through the basics of this game because there's a much greater chance than usual that you haven't played this one. <laughs> yeah, this is a great, would you call this an indie game? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah it's, it's made game, by right? giant sparrow who i think qualifies as an indie development team.
5: and also i i feel like at least my personal definition of an indie game is do you pay 60 bucks for it or not
4: i see you know well it's yeah it's a psn game or at least that's how i played it yeah and it's what 20 bucks i think it's 1999 something like that i are that's because of the length i got through it in about three hours yeah that's Th- about right it's one of these games where you can't Go wrong. You explain. You yeah, explain. Yeah, yeah. So this is. I didn't interrupt. You fished for it. That's, that's not. <laughs> it's not your fault this time. Speed uh, run. The okay. clock is ticking, man. So
5: this is a game that was highly regarded by critics. Uh, it received an 88 out of 100 on Metacritic, which is pretty good. It was released last year by Giant Sparrow. Um, genre-wise, it's first person, but it's mostly. I think you'd have to call it sort of a curated set of short stories, right? Like you're you're sort of traveling in a house from one person's vignette to the next person's vignette. You play as a as a young pregnant woman, Edith Finch, who is sort of discovering her family history and presumably didn't know exactly what had happened to the extended members of her family. Yes,
4: and, and very important note just to, I think, ground Edith in the audience's yeah. brain. Her wrists and forearms are cold, but her fingers are not. It's very important. Yeah, and people yeah. who've played will know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's very important.
5: Uh, it's a, I would call it sort of a magical realism kind of story sure. where you're transported uh, through se- semi-magical events to the end of people in her family's life. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's about a three-hour game. It's an indie game. I
4: don't know what else there is to say about this. Good, because that's time. Yeah. And coming up on the horizon... Like that game's like a green dot in that game Spy Hunter. Man, you ever play that? That's an old reference. It's one, a dude. real old reference. Where you're like, my car is damaged. That green dot will fix my car. <laughs> <laughs> That's how old we're talking. Uh, you didn't even drive into Los Santos Customs or none of that shit. No. Um, no spray paint for you. But yeah, where we've passed that checkpoint, bing, 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 bing. And now it's time for me, Pooh's Player One this round, because I grabbed the controller fastest, to give my rant my hot take as it were i want to stop calling them that but i can't uh on the game loved it (laughs) and i think the important thing to point out is that it's by contrast to the past games where the speed run focused and correctly so on okay it's this mechanic meets this mechanic but in an open world and the gaming innovation is this and i'm not trying to downplay the importance of interactivity and innovation, because that's the dimension video games bring to an artistic experience that's unique to them. But at the same time, it's so refreshing to hear a game where you go, well, how would I describe this game? It's about, it's about, It's about means you're about to say a story that might have themes and thoughts in it that could start a conversation at a party, even with people who hadn't played the game, because they might have an opinion on dead family members or the grief process. Edith Finch is taking on important themes in a whimsical, magical realism way. I have complaints about it, and I don't I do think, and that's what's great about video gaming, that a lot of video games are good for different purposes, so obviously if I want to shoot aliens, or even if I need any kind of visceral interactivity, it's not that. But God, if you want a puzzle game where you can't die, but you get rewarded by story chunks being unlocked, Between this and The Witness, like, drown The Witness in a stream. I mean, this just destroys it. The Witness is like a zen puzzle experience. And then you play Edith Finch and you're like, oh, but this is that with a story. And it's so much more important, real. It will stick with me. I feel and think things about it. Whereas The Witness is only frustration, triumph, frustration, triumph. Um, And I'm not trying to bag on The Witness because we probably won't cover it. I also think it's an excellent game as games go but uh edith finch is something special i do think if you have the temperament to want to play a game where you can't die and it's just puzzles and it's calm but it's highly rewarding you'll love this game if you like mist if you liked the witness if you like gone home especially the new genre of games and i would say uh Rant's wrapping up here, going a little long, but I'd actually say I really enjoyed Gone Home. It made me cry at the end when yeah. I got the punchline of the story. Did you finish I that? Haven't, I haven't played that. Oh, so you don't, you don't know that? I don't Gone Home, no. That is also, it's just an autobiographical story you uncover by going around an empty house and looking at artifacts. So I think Edith Finch owes a lot to Gone Home, and there is this subgenre of indie games that are doing this. The story-based, non-fail game, There's No Way to Fail, but you are still interacting with the story. There's a great indie one called that cancer dragon that, yes, or that dragon cancer. That one I've heard of. Okay. A couple yeah. made, uh, about their son actually dying of cancer. Wasn't there a reply all podcast, something like that about it? Maybe, maybe, yeah. but that was very interesting. So, uh, and there's a new one coming out called the last day of June, I think. So it's really exploding and it's a yeah. z- genre we didn't have before. It started on the internet with games like you're trapped in a room and it's dark and there's, items around but now there's all these games that are just like explore find out the story the puzzles aren't even that challenging right you will figure them out in due time and then the next section of the story will wash over you uh so i guess exploration games i can't say that i would want them to be the only genre of game because there's no real play element but i'm so glad that they exist and i think they'll become a dominant force in the future telltale shows us that i think boom Rant, over. I like that. <laughs> over to you. Uh,
5: I firmly disagree with almost all of that, if you can believe it. Good. I did, not, I did not think this was a good game. I thought the story was good, and I enjoyed it. Um, I thought that the tone and sentimentality of it were really appealing, um, but I didn't think it was game enough for me. And I would say it's less of a game than the Telltale games are. Like, those are more of a game than this is. Um here's the other problem with it so and this is just a personal thing but uh, I have a hard time with the idea of just painting a picture of fatalism being a story and that being interesting because that's what this is this is a story about a family that's cursed you never know why they're cursed they're They all die early for one reason or the other. You don't resolve the curse. You You don't don't resolve the curse. curse. You don't even explore the curse, really. You just see the outworkings of the curse. Well,
4: if it's magic, who says you have any ability to interact with
5: it? Fair enough. But if it's magic, (laughs) then we want to know a little more about what it is, I think. Um, That's just my opinion. Now... I don't think this is an an invalid way to do a story like this. I think it's great. I like Gabriel Garcia Marquez and I like that whole tradition of magical realism as a way of describing real-world events. But I also think that the great artists in that venue are good at tying in what actually happened enough that you know what happened. This game, I didn't know what happened sometimes. Like, I don't know what really is going on sometimes. And for me, that didn't totally work. Um, yeah, those are my, my major concerns about it I also uh, really thought That there was a couple family members we could have Spent more time with And didn't really get to know And that was a weird decision Like we didn't really get to know the matriarch Of this family, Edie Finch Who's really important to it But we never really spent that much time well, with her She's
4: the only one to live past 50 And basically.
5: we should know why, we should, we should hear her life story We don't meet the girl, Edith's Father Sanjay, we don't meet him Ever, right. that's weird uh, he dies young, and we don't meet him. And and I, the reason I bring that up is because, like, well, okay, if this is a Sisyphusian story where everyone attached to this family and one or the other dies, why are the two probably most important people other than this narrator's mother in her life not in the story? Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's a tr- strange decision. Uh, that's my rant.
0: Okay. Snakes. Zombies. Sharks. Heights. Speaking in public...
2: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey guys,
3: I'm home. Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered.
0: (sighs) Good one, Dad.
3: We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Good, because you brought up a lot of things I want to discuss. Yeah. And I'll grant one thing immediately, which I will say ad nauseum on this podcast probably. If I were judging this as a film on frame rate, it would be a C-minus film. Yeah. But... The reason I'm excited about this game on one-upsmanship is that it is an A-plus story for a video game. And that says more about video game narrative than it does about what remains of Edith Fincher, how great it is. I agree. I that really am. It's such a breath of fresh air for there to be even compelling tone sure. nailed well. That's true. Like, inside yeah. is not clear. I don't know what happened at the end or but what it's it means. better,
5: though, right? But... I think it's better.
4: Uh, I think it's a better game than this game overall, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. Fair enough. Um, But I do think both, I'm saying, inside for a game, the tone is off the charts, and I would call the story, quote unquote, off the charts good. If you showed me a short film that was just the plot points of inside, I'd call it derivative of VT with an ending that didn't cohese and give it like a B. Uh, I have different story standards for games and one of my missions on this podcast is for everyone to raise their story standards in games until they're as good as good movies and frankly I think most movies suck now so uh, the world's just falling apart do think.
5: I think this premise would have been better in a movie, personally I think the idea of a person walks around their house and comes to know the magical history of their family can be a movie it could have been a movie because the problem is in a game format Like, I think the thing that's appealing about a game is that you're an agent. You make a decision and it causes these events to happen, right? That's what makes
4: it different than a movie. That's my one complaint is you can't even unlock the family member's stories in any other order. No. The game is completely linear. And it's completely... You solve every puzzle in a preordained order. It's also completely passive. You really don't
5: do anything to affect the story or barely participate in it for Uh, the most part. You
4: discover hidden compartments, which makes you feel smart because you used the clue to find the compartment. Gone Home has a little more of that.
5: But bringing in the Telltale games again as a reference point, the Telltale games, you make one choice and the path splits. Right? right.
4: But every story can't be a choose your own adventure. Book. I, agree I don't with want that. every story based game to only do that. I don't want that either. <laughs> but
5: it gives you the sense that you are driving the story with your actions, even though for the most part in those games, you're on rails. You're only like you're following a bunch of cutscenes. Each
4: chunk is on rails. Yes. But it's like a rail yard switching station. Yes. That ends in a. Yeah. And, and you, you choose which one. Yeah
5: This one you don't have Even that choice
4: That's fine That's not That's not the goal Of this game This game is Like I wouldn't read A Gabriel Garcia Marquez book And go Why can't I decide What happens in this book I would say that Why can't every... I affect What happens in but, this book But every game
5: Should be about Agency because that's I don't what agree games with are. that
4: on a philosophical base level. Really? Every game should be about interactivity. But you can have sure, absolute yes. you can absolutely have interactive art without agency. Agency okay. brings it into a dialectic about free will and your effect and cause and effect. And those are so common we almost take them for granted as story themes, but I don't think they're technically required. As this game proves, <laughs> I liked it a lot and yeah. had a lot of fun. I had so fun what when does I played that mean? It. Right. Uh, but and I it felt- has no I know that it has, as I was playing it, I was like, there's no agency in this game, but there's no agency when I watch, uh, you know, inside Lou and Davis and I still enjoy the experience.
5: Well, I think that's, what's different about games and movies as an experience is that, you know, gaming is fundamentally, I'll use your word, interactivity. It's fundamentally based on that. And movies are fundamentally passive. But like, they've
4: released movies. I had a D, uh, laser disc as a kid where you would pick chapters based on what decision you wanted the character to make and the story would change. So my point is you have to meet each artistic I don't even remember that. Object. Laser discs with Choose Your Own Adventures? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, well, my dad had a crazy obscure laser disc. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, like early CG tests and yeah. stuff. Um, anyway, sorry. Fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, he had one laser disc that was just roller coasters filmed from the front of the roller coaster.
5: That's probably awesome.
4: Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, but where was I going? I'm sorry,
5: this? man. Well, you brought up disc, and I, you know... Got, oh, got.
4: but the laser disk I'm just saying there's choose-your-own-adventure movies, yeah. you know, because that's a gimmick someone thought of because they're like, that's a no-brainer, and someone's done it. Even right. if you haven't seen it, you believe me, it, right? But it didn't last. I, I Right, and my yeah. point is we can absolutely say... Or you can make the contention this genre of exploratory games either isn't for you, Adam Ganser, or even predict it's not going to last. I think it's, it's not a good genre because it lacks the fundamental interactivity of gaming. But I must say as a counter just that I do feel strip all that away. Like we're conditioned by what we think gaming is. Isn't it just an artistic object? And I just met it on its own terms. I was like, what do you want me to experience? I experienced it. Now, what do I think about it? Fair enough. Uh, And, you know, I guess it
5: does meet the minimum qualification of I push a button. It does a thing like Uh, so in that sense. It's a game, but it uncovered for me the the assumption that I have under all video games, which is like, well, I want to affect it. Did you I want to cause things? Oh, you know? cause things specifically, so and you, I couldn't, even though
4: case. the fish chopping vignette—that
5: was my favorite one too,
4: because it had the most. It required the most dexterity of the controller, and it was a cool story. But I mean, and it, it was a little terrifying, right? Like, There's good feelings there. But my question is, and that's I do want to get into because I think what they do so effectively that no game does yeah. is moments like that. 100. percent That's not anything that you can leave up to the user. That no, has totally to be a scripted moment. Yes, that's why I don't. I like Gates and scripted moments in games. You do I'm like I'm not that. mad at them. Yeah. I want to see what they want me to see. Yeah. Um, but I will agree that I, even as someone who loved Gone Home, who loves... Uh, I don't like idle games where you just click buttons, but I can deal with a very zen game without an objective because I don't need to be like winning the game. I'm everything is a great game to me. Sure, Tetris is like that, right? I mean, no, just- Tetris is super objective based. <laughs> It's, it's just not kill,
5: but it's but it's ultimately Sisyphean, right? Like you don't get anywhere. But I feel you that just that it's kill it's
4: not full at all, and there's no resolution because you're always going to fail. Edith Finch at least fades to black and like sure. a baby is born. That the, feels the narrative conclusive. is over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas in Tetris, it just speeds and speeds and speeds. Anyway, yeah. The point is, I can sit with a really Zen chill game without a lot to do, and so I'm pushing back against that impulse. Fair enough. But even I. You're not not resonating with me. Yeah. Uh, every vignette, I was like, is it really this simple? Yes. Especially the swing and the kite. I yes. was like, this then, is like, all I'm going to do. Yeah. Because the structure is great, I I think. I'll stand by that. I thought the, they nailed the tone and the story itself, which I want to unpack, uh, is a decent story. Then it's just a missed opportunity because... I don't think puzzles need to be elaborate is what I'm getting at. But these puzzles were so rudimentary as to make you feel like it was more like a movie.
5: So I would bring up. So the thing that bothered me the most about this game, we've talked about the major thing, but is also that none of the particular moments of gameplay were interesting to me like none of them were fun. Like so we only
4: talked, for story, not for gameplay. Only for story, ever. not for gameplay yeah. ever. <laughs> so
5: like we talked a little bit about in the episode that probably hasn't released yet, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. We talked a little bit about how Grand Theft Auto does too many things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how it's it's menu is too big, right? Like it's trying to do I too many I think I was
4: more in that opinion than you, yeah, but yeah, you yeah, ended that's up a, agreeing with me. That's least, a reasonable
5: yeah. objection to it. Grand Theft Auto is so much better than this game is at making each little thing that you do Matter or fun in some way or the other. Like I don't think Grand Theft Auto is a masterpiece at getting every like doing yoga and that being super fun or whatever. Tanya's
4: tow truck quest chain. Fair dude. enough. Fair enough. And, and I don't want
5: to. I don't want to relitigate that problem. <laughs> I'm just saying that because those are bad story problems, right? But like the actual loop of it is so much better designed than anything in this game, and I think that is a problem.
4: You know? I think it's a problem if you're a Dick, <laughs> I, I think I've it's, always had that problem. It's pretty unfair to hold GTA 5, which the same team that's always made it on their fifth go around with the biggest budget any team ever got to make a game. Well, it's the same company, the small, but but I mean, that gives you a heritage, a cohesive, sure, 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 uh, corporate culture, sure, fans that can yell at you about, sure, we know from one through four what you should do, and sure. you can take that advice. Edith Finch is a bold artistic swing in the dark by a small creative team. I don't think it's fair to pit them against each other. Here's here's why. Here's Edith why. Finch is not going to have robust uh, interactivity. Like you can steal a car, you can get a prostitute, 100%. you can have a stock market. And, 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 and
5: but Grand Theft Auto does so much more than this yes, game does. does. So to me, that's where the re- your rebuttal isn't really working for me because like, sure, it it doesn't. Edith Finch doesn't need to be as complex or as or as good as Grand Theft Auto at that, but Edith Finch does like four things or five things. Grand Theft Auto does like 500. It does so many things, but all of them are better. Each individual thing is better than what Edith Finch does. Yes. 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 And I no, feel like even with a small tone team, is better
4: in Edith Finch, uh, the ability no, no, just to connect gameplay emotionally. mechanics,
5: just the loops in the gameplay mechanics. That's all I'm talking about right now. Not story. so you're not even
4: counting graphics cuz I would even say the graphics in Edith Finch are more artfully designed. There's more graphics than GTA 5. That doesn't make it right. better. <laughs> I that's
5: that's a debatable conversation. Okay. I just mean gameplay loops. That's all I mean. Well,
4: like, Edith Finch doesn't even do fourth things. It does Three things Right And none of them Are you well done You can move You can press buttons And you can read books right. That's the things That's all you do in this Yeah
5: game. And 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 none of them Are great They're all And yet
4: ugh. you just Requested that we Cover this game Is it So what I requested we cover this game Because I it thought It was unique to you In some Yeah way. yeah 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 What's funny is I think you're not You are not as well versed In the indie world As I am 100 I think you'd admit that I'm not as well versed In the AAA world That's right. why we're good to you yeah. It is not that original. I've played five or six games very, very much like it. Oh, this I is haven't. a new subgenre of indie games that this is not the first. I in fact, I consider this a very high budget commercialized version of that. That doesn't surprise like, me. Like this all. team seems like they have a little more clout than the Gone Home people, and they're trying to basically ape Gone Home, but I think they did a pretty good job. And I think we would do a disservice to the audience if we didn't get to the story. Let's get to the story. Because it's the... Well, finish the gameplay loop shitting because I completely agree. Like, you've convinced me. Yeah. And it, then I want to go to the story. I just think the that there bits. are
5: more talented people or better work done at the yoga loop on Grand Theft Auto V than anything in this game. Like, that's how much I don't... you have to
4: pick the biggest stretch? I you did. think the yoga mini game yeah. is better? I think than it's any- more fun. Yes. Anything? In yes. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. More fun. So, for three hours, you'd rather do GTA 5 yoga minigame for no, three because hours the story than play stuff. Edith Finch for three hours? No, because the story stuff. I guess I don't understand how you can dissociate them to that degree. When you say the yoga game in GTA 5 is better than Edith Finch,
5: as a loop, yes, as a gameplay loop.
4: So you would perform that loop for the same length of time and be happier? That's not true. You would uh, not do three hours of the yoga game. I'm
5: just saying that it's better in, a, in an isolation tank from any of the single well, you're elements. you're not allowed
4: of... to isolate it. because Why not? Because Of course I can. You can, but it just makes you wrong again. It's, <laughs> you're basically saying, this game that offers no story but good gameplay, and this game that offers... Uh, no gameplay but good story, the gameplay game's better if you ignore no, no, that no. the other one has better story. You can't ignore that. That's what they brought to the party.
5: All I'm doing is, first of all, I don't agree with your summary of Grand Theft Auto V, but we'll talk about that. I don't agree with that. I'm just saying on a gameplay level that the design loop of that, of any pick any point in Grand Theft Auto V is done better than any of the gameplay
4: loops in this game. That's all I'm saying. All right, we're going to have to move on because we disagree. Yeah. Because I can pick... The Tanya tow truck missions. uh, The fifth time I drive to the Salton Sea for no goddamn reason. Yeah. Uh, The third time I tell Ron that he's going to have to suck my dick forcibly. (laughs) All these things are much inferior to any moment of Edith Finch. No. In terms of story. No. I wish driving to the Salton Sea for the fourth goddamn time was in a cutscene. It is real time, my friend. (laughs) I'm talking about driving to the top of a map, driving to the bottom of a map, picking up a mission, driving to the top Fair of a map. Enough. Why the fuck is the game designed that way? I'm
5: very sorry that I brought that up because that so is a sore spot. we'll have to
4: move on. Yeah. That's a little preview for what I think about GTA 5. Let's talk about the story part. Yeah. I loaded it up for our reference, so let's go in the order that you encounter them in the game. Because sure. the game, as you said, the hub is uh, your cursed family all cursed to die young. Yes. For some reason, your grandmother didn't die young. She is dead, though, but she died in her 90s. Yeah. Uh, they never, as you said, they don't explain why she was spared the curse. Yeah. Um, They it's don't weird. explain what the curse is, or if you deserve the curse, or if the curse will be broken, or if the curse is even real. Uh, It's just the central thesis of the game. And your goal is, as the last living Finch, but you're also pregnant, so the game ends with the continuation of the Finch right. line. Never mentioning, as Adam said, where your dad is, or what... I mean, he died, but...
5: Yeah, he's a, he's a really big omission, I yeah. feel like. But anyway...
4: Uh, yeah, so let me do, yeah, I'll just get the hub plot out and you read through, you rifle through their shit because the house is open to you because it's. Your house now Because you're the last living
5: finch And it's designed like mouse traps, So you can kind of get anywhere you want Via uh, crawl spaces The and house such. is
4: insane Because the family A They all believed in the curse So when someone would die The tradition was to board up their room Put a people on the door So it was like a museum Standing yeah. the way they left it Yeah uh, And just say You know the curse claimed them And then when they had a baby They would build an addition on the house So the house is a big crazy Dr. Seuss house With boats on top of it and shit and It's awesome it's, it's awesome. really cool. And all the doors are locked up, but that's just a conceit so that you are forced to encounter the stories one at a time. Yeah. Cause there's also hidden passageways to get into each room in a very particular order. And then you read your brother's book and find out how he died. Your sister's book, find out how, et cetera. So it's how your whole family tree died young. And, uh, each vignette is a thingy. And, or each thing is a vignette, however you want to put it.
5: Each of them have a small gameplay loop in which the the narrative, partially the narrative of their life, but also mostly the narrative of their death, plays out. Yes, and and that's really all it is. Like, you
4: learn base details about their life, but yes. you live the moment of their death yes. always.
5: And in magical realism form,
4: another way that I, another thing I think we haven't given the game credit for is some of the vignettes are wildly disparate visuals and gameplay Mm -hmm. from the hub world. Mm -hmm. I always appreciate that. I do too. I think that's pretty right. I thought it was really cool. So I just think there's a lot of artistic accomplishment here. Very much so. Nevertheless, Even though I, as again, if this were a movie story, I'd be like the movie was fine. Like the tone was good, but it didn't really go anywhere. Um, So, all right. The grand, uh, the oldest one of all we find out about is Odin Finch. Uh, Now, what I want to do is go through each one. You want
5: to go through each one, one by one? Yeah, just because you
4: mentioned magical realism. And it's very clear to me that in some of the instances, that's the game they're playing. uh, That this can be interpreted. I mean, in the fish one, which we'll get to, it's the clearest of all. Yeah. You can tell what really happened, quote unquote, or you can choose, pardon Or you can choose to believe the curse magically made this thing happen. You can take it literally and say this magic is happening. Or you can be like, oh, I guess they died in this fashion. So my question to you is, what did you think each one decoded as? Because some of them were super unclear to me. And maybe that's a weakness in the story. I don't think
5: that they all do have a real world analog. Like, so
4: it, so the implication is some magic stuff did happen. I think you
5: have to accept that because the house that they came here on that they
4: sailed here on yeah.
5: exists. You can see it.
4: In the Yes, but it's not like it technically co- magic that a house can be moved via boat. Like that's uh, not that doesn't break the laws of physics in a magical way. I guess way. it
5: doesn't. It feels very much like a magical event. Uh, it feels
4: whimsical. That's true. So it's know. not
5: like possessing animals and shit. But uh, I would argue I, I'm with that, you like, on that,
4: yeah, like Wes Anderson territory, where some That's, of his movies are like he's in this family. Tree no one somewhere. would walk. No one would talk like that. People would notice you're all dressed in pink yes. jumpsuits. But nevertheless, yes. it doesn't break the laws of physics no, per se. And I don't
5: hold royal <laughs> tenon bombs too That's not what the 70s and the 90s were like. Looks like, like yeah, of yeah. course not. You know.
4: So Uh, yeah, so this is a family who in the old country were cursed and they tried to escape the curse by moving to America, I think. I don't even, didn't know. Yeah, from
5: Norway or some some place like that. Yeah. Uh, One of those shithole countries. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Today's the day after that news popped, by the way.
4: So, uh, topical. Odin Finch drowned because the... Great name. Odin Finch. Odin Finch, come on. Badass. Uh, Drowned because they're... Boat, their house, which they had converted into a boat to get to America, that alone sank within sight of the new location of the house. You can see it from the shoreline. And of course, that's attributed to the curse. He died trying to save the house.
5: So I don't want to derail what you're doing, but like, what do you think? Why do you think it matters that the old house came with them and didn't make it?
4: I don't want to say till the end. Oh, you think that's uh, really important? Yeah, I think you're overlooking. Something they are saying that makes the story better than you think it is.
5: Oh, great. I'm so excited to hear that. <laughs> no, I really sorry. am, because I, I did sure. want to like this game. Like, yeah, because it know.
4: feels good. Yeah, it feels yeah. good, and it
5: feels like this is a really important uh emotional narrative for somebody.
4: And if you're bringing up death, 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 grief, 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 mental illness, drug abuse, yeah. like... The person who wrote this, you better have something you care about, you're going to say, and not just be brandishing grief to get the tone right. Which is a little bit
5: where I had a hard time with this game. Like, so I can't go through and decode each of these. I I don't know if I'm going to be able to be useful doing that because I don't necessarily believe these things happen. So we'll rush through. Yeah.
4: Uh, Edie died just after Edith and her mom. Uh don left possibly due to old age. She was a great granny. Oh okay, so that's just saying the great granny we never find out how she died. Yeah. We'll assume old age. Uh she was abandoned at yes. the home refused they wanted to put her in old folks home but she refused to leave the home and was never seen again. Doesn't need any magical realism moving on. Molly it died when she was like 6. It's the one where you wake possess- up in a crib. Possessing the animals. You wake up in a crib. Yeah. You're starving because it's the 50s and parents sent their Kids to bed without dinner. Your mom outside the door yells like, "And next time, Missy, you you know you won't get dinner." So you go to the door because it's the only thing you can do. It's locked. You see a what bird outside the window on a tree branch, and you become
5: the bird, right? And you oh, you you
4: become a cat. You eat cat food because you're so hungry. This is not exactly right, but it's like this. You become a cat, then you see a bird, and you eat the bird and become the bird. (laughs) And you end up as a giant undersea monster controlling tentacles, which I actually take back. That was my favorite gameplay part. It was cool. Was the tentacles sneaking around, grabbing people on the ship. And as the tentacle monster, you depopulate a boat of people. eat (laughs) You sure do. And then you crawl onto land, crawl into your own window and see yourself in bed and eat yourself. Or that's the implication, because her diary entry ends with, and I knew the monster was hungry, and the monster that was me was gonna eat me and I was gonna be so delicious. And that's all you and then it says like, and that's how she died. And they don't say if they mean her body was found, she disappeared. They just say, That's what happened to her. It's yours to interpret. So I am trying to find the real world version in that one, it's that she, she ate something poisonous. Gots, right? She ooh. Cause you eat hamster food also.
5: I think she eats berries that were picked from outside too. Oh, that mistaken. could
4: be it. And then she hallucinated she was a monster. Could be that. Uh, yours is better than mine. I thought yeah. she fell out the window trying to cat play with a bird. Could be that too. But the poison thing makes sense. Yeah. Cause then the and then you imagine you're a monster and then you just fade to black. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean,
5: but yeah, that one. That's also the first one you play and the most elaborate. And like, the mo-
4: yeah, which keys you to think like, oh, they're they have all double be, meanings. Yeah. Then the most confusing one of all comes up, and I'm yeah. like, do they have double meanings? Yeah. Barbara was a child star. Yes, that one. So you read a Tales from the Crypt comic book about her, and I thought it was cool. That it was, it was cool. in the form of a comic. Mm-hmm. But the story is that she people wanted to hear her signature scream because she was a star of horror films. And so her boyfriend screamed. It's very confusing. And then either he or she fell off the balcony. It's hard to tell which. Yeah. And then she answered the door and there were real monsters there. Right. I could not figure out what the real world interpretation of that or even the magical realism one is. I guess the magical realism one is she was a child star and she grew up. And one day monsters came to the house and absconded with her. But I have no idea what. Really well, happened. <laughs> I mean,
5: so so thematically, almost all of these people got overtaken by a fear or a passion by of theirs. Almost all of them, right? Like,
4: right. Except, so the little girl's passion would just be. The, I mean, like she was a kid. She was
5: hungry, I guess. But she also like. So it's like they have there's strong an imagination, themes,
4: but the themes are not hitting all the time.
5: That's that's why I wasn't there's inconsistency. That's why I wasn't enraptured by this. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be, you know, um, because and there's a lot of them that are like a little bit more. Clear cut than mm-hmm. others, like uh, the one where the guy who was afraid of g- getting c- killed gets shot by his daughter when he's on the hunting trip. That, that one, one was great. That one was really good, and it was really clear. The guy in the fish cutting shop—that's super clear what happened to that. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. Still, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm not trying to rob. No, you, you can of jump this. around. You can jump yeah, around. Yeah, I'm only jumping around because I don't think the audience is necessarily going to know all these stories intimately. S-s- I think that. So I think like what I took away from it was that like. In some cases, you see a tragedy of people believing in the curse too much and they chase and they sort of try to hide from it or try to defy it and it still takes them. And then sometimes it's just like people try to live their life and and nothing would stop it. And so at the end of the day, the question that the game poses and I still left away not having satisfied was like, the grandmother seems to be the one that lived and like beat this curse. But she, her life was filled with tragedy. Because and of this she's curse. the
4: one who, yeah, yeah. Again, okay. You don't I, want to spoil it too much. But I like, think it's fun to do the vignettes, so we're doing. Fine, them. fine. Why will do? This. Why
5: does she want this daughter? This is my question. Yes. I guess we'll get to Keep it. Keep it in mind. Why does she want the daughter to know this stuff, or the granddaughter? Like, what? What does she want the granddaughter to take away from this experience?
4: Did she explicitly orchestrate she her being here? She left the key. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So the grandma wants. I'll explain. My I, I still want to go through the video. Sure, sure, explain, sure. Go ahead. You're dancing around what I what I want to say. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, Barbara, the comic book, uh, someone online here on Amino, AminoApps.com, I've tried okay. a site. Anyway, they posit that possibly she was killed by rabid fans of that her just films.
5: One day showed up at her house.
4: Um, like she was a famous child actress and one day a crazy dude who's obsessed with her movies came and kidnapped and killed her. Could be that. Um, you could interpret it that way because it's like my career caught up to me and a movie monster is at the door and they love me when they come in, they go like, can we hear your scream? We love you. And then she disappears. Could be that. So it could be that. Uh, Calvin Finch. I don't know which name is which, but I have this handy guide here. Is
5: Calvin the one that lives underground after his sister um, dies? After
4: Barbara's death, he and his brother Sam promised yeah. not to be scared of the world. And Calvin, no, no, this is the swinger. Oh, uh, the okay. So he also died as a little kid. He dreamed of being an astronaut or pilot. And you, why don't you say it? Because this is the
5: too one that that swung around the tree until eventually he just took off and
4: flew into space. Flew
5: into space presumably he just flew off the swing over a cliff right because you're it. right in front of a cliff yeah your
4: mom's calling you and saying don't do that it's dangerous yeah that one's the clearest yeah i think so he tried to jump off the swing and he fell off the cliff
5: yeah but the way you experience it in the game is like suddenly he gets the power to launch himself into space but this crazy and it's
4: cool f- and what's funny is this crazy family even speaks of it that way yes they like do. they say yeah and one day he was able to reach the stars and you're like it's true you mean your son died tragically they it's do, weird that you say that
5: they do participate in the mythology yes. of it they yeah. don't don't make it, delusion, yeah. yeah, that's weird. Go ahead.
4: Um. Sam pushed over a cliff after being shot by his daughter. Yeah, and that
5: one was pretty standard. He was just paranoid, and it was sad to see.
4: He was paranoid because he did
5: believe in the curse. Yes.
4: Uh, he taught g- extreme gun safety, and then and his then daughter shot. accidentally yeah. shoots him on a hunting trip. Yeah. And
5: you experience that through a series of photos that she's taking with a camera.
4: That is re- the the presentation of each. They're all very so good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, want to yeah. take any. I, I they don't want just the, have no good gameplay in them. <laughs> I don't want
5: the audience to think that this isn't visually a really interesting and emotionally satisfying game. In that sense, yeah. it super is. It really is. That's the best thing I can say yeah. about this game. Yeah.
4: Walter Finch lives underground in a nuclear bunker. Do you remember why? Is it because he fears the curse?
5: Yes. Okay. Because he, I think, wasn't he related to Barbara? Yes, and, like I mean, everybody's. Oh, but- he's Barbara's and- brother, I yes. think. And he was like, I and After the curse took her, he yeah. decides to live underground. But what I for thought like is- fifty years, fifty years.
4: Yeah. And what I thought is great is, uh, he does live longer than most finches right. by living in a bunker. He does come to believe because no one interacts with him and the kids aren't even allowed to visit him, which seems fucked up. Yeah. Um, he comes to believe that the world has ended and that like nuclear bombs are falling because he hears bombing above ground right and finally when he's an old man he decides fuck it i've survived the curse this long if the curse takes me that's fine i want to see this new world he goes outside his only available exit it's and train you, track, you realize so. you're standing on train tracks and a train that comes by several times a day creams him and you're like that's what the bombs were. it was just the train going by your house yes but what's hilarious is this is in the basement of a house that you fully explore and you go all the way around it and you are on a property Covered in forests with steep terrain and right. no train training anywhere. Train? Yeah. Where was that train? That doesn't make sense.
5: It's some real hogwarts shit over at this house. <laughs> yeah. It really is.
4: Uh okay. Gregory Finch uh is a baby who drowned in the bathtub. That one's pretty clear.
5: I also didn't care for that story.
4: I thought I again, and this is the criticism of yours, I think, is right on. Yeah. Is if you're gonna raise the specter, and this is my problem with movies i think are a hollow waste of time like serbian film or whatever <laughs> movies it's, that you think that yeah i think you can so to take a counter example irreversible yeah incredibly hard to take uh you can argue about whether it was worth it but much more defensible because he's like i'm raising the specter of rape to try and do something and you're yeah. like if you think it was worth it or not that's your opinion but to raise the specter of like a baby drowning in the bathtub Your story better have some import or like something. It better be for a purpose. I should learn something at the end or. Yeah. yeah. So I do feel like this one was a pretty cheap shot because you play first person as a baby slowly drowning in the bathtub because your parents step out for a minute and that's it. And I'm like, that sucks. That was uncomfortable. Playing
5: (laughs) playing as a baby is a very anonymous act in a way because there wasn't a defined person there. Right. It's just baby in a bathtub. So then, it really feels impersonal, and then it feels cheap. Yes, you know, because like you don't care about this kid; he's three months old. Oh, right. So there's nothing about him. So that feels exploitative. It's yes. like
4: you put in a "Let's Kill a Baby" beat yes, exactly touching game. Exactly. Yeah, that was weird to me. Yeah, um, but I'm sure at the table they're just trying to roll the decks all the ways people One could die. Yeah.
5: Times, you know, somebody who's an infant should die in a story because there like hasn't this, been, yeah.
4: right? Um, but I guess I totally. Feel you on the point that like, yeah, but a telltale game would have a story payoff for why you, what you could have thought about the baby's death. You would have spent have some
5: time with this baby so right, that he yeah. mattered. You exactly.
4: Know? Um, Gus Finch killed by a storm because he refuses to go inside. Well, when it's raining and storming, that's the shitty fly kite level. Uh, where you literally just fly a kite around and around, and eventually I think the tent blows into you. He's also ignoring a family gathering. His dad's getting remarried, and he doesn't like the new wife. Right. So you flip off your dad, and he says, no, seriously, come inside. It's dangerous. And I guess the irony of the curse in this moment is uh, everyone goes inside a tent, and so they all survive, but the tent itself blows away and hits you, and you die. Yeah. So that's that. That one made sense. Like I could tell what happened. Yeah. Uh, Don Finch... Has a terminal disease, she fought but couldn't. Be? That was that was uh, that.
5: her mother, it was Edith's mother. Oh, and so she just got cancer. You don't live that. No in a you vignette. Just, you just no. You see her. You don't live her death, but you you see know she that got story. Cancer. Yeah, yes. yeah.
4: You know that's why she's not with yeah. us. The big C, Lewis Finch, uh, the burnout drug addict who was like, if we're all cursed, I may as well just be a stoner. My favorite. I vignette. liked him. Yeah. Uh, why don't you describe him? No, the,
5: I don't remember the vignette, but I remember liking it's the a fish art chopper. Stuff.
4: Oh, that's the fish top. Oh, yeah, because oh, he lives yeah, in a yeah, boat. Yeah, uh, yeah that was, was great. He was like, uh, I'm not even going to be ambitious because we're cursed. I'll probably die soon. I'm just going to have a shit job I don't care about at the salmon cannery and smoke lots of dope in my boat. <laughs> yeah, and his
5: job is to like move a fish from like a pile of fish over to get its head chopped off and then throw it off the conveyor belt. Like That's his job, yeah. which is terrifying. And so he begins to imagine this like voyage that he would take in this own world that he's created. And so while you're doing this fish chopping activity, you're also sailing through this imaginary world. Yeah, Your
4: right stick chops fish. Your left stick navigates the RPG. And so
5: you get really worried. You're like, fuck man, I'm going to lose my hands any minute now from this fish chopping thing. Uh, Which is not how the story resolves. It resolves in what I think you could call willful suicide, right? Probably suicide.
4: Or he is delusional because they intimate that he's seeing a therapist and suffers from heavy drug abuse. Yeah. So it's implied that he could be burned out, man. Like he could have heroin brain or something. Yeah, he could. Um, Or not want to live anymore because his job sucks and he lives with the curse.
5: And because imagination is more interesting than reality. But
4: so you simultaneously in the game on the left side of the screen... Uh, put your head down to be coronated king because you've won the game. And on the right side of the screen, put your head down to have it chopped off by the fish guillotine. Yes,
5: the fish guillotine.
4: Which, of course, why do they have a human-sized guillotine for the fish guy (laughs) to use? Uh, And I will say this is the shining superlative moment of the game because it does the basic work that I always want a game to do that I'm always harping on. And this is why I think it's transcendent. And what's funny is I don't, it's not that hard. It's like the basic thing that I'm like, why doesn't every game do this all the time in the same way when I see a a movie where the filmmaker uses visuals to impart actual meaning. And I'm like, why doesn't every movie do this? You can do it at the same time you're doing anything else. Yeah. And it's not that hard. You just have to think a while and like be a thoughtful person. That's what's person. hard about it. Yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah. I guess it, less it isn't as easy as
5: you think it is. It isn't. Well, we're great, I guess. That's uh, what, um, no. Yeah, it's it's easy mean, for us. Sure, but but also <laughs> like, it it isn't that easy. You know, what I mean, like like this is a game that I'm sure a AAA studio wouldn't make it, even if they expanded it to be a AAA sized game. Like, they wouldn't make it because it's not... Imagine if it
4: was 80 hours and you had, like, hundreds of dead relatives. Good But it was just God. vignettes. Can you even imagine? <laughs> they wouldn't
5: make it because it's risky. It's a risky story right. to tell. You know, like, uh, it's not safe in any way. But I'm
4: saying cross-medium. Any sure. type of story. Sure. This is a fundamental thing games can and should do. It is the soul of interactivity and all games, like, most games drop the ball on it. In this fucking fish moment, the game you're playing on the left side slowly gets larger and larger and fills the screen.
5: The set, the game that's not the chopping. The game fish that's chopping. not chopping fish. Yeah.
4: So that your right-hand chopping fish, you have to keep chopping fish because otherwise the fish pile up and block your view of the game. Mm-hmm. But the game itself, the screen gets bigger every time you get to a new level, so it's blocking your fish chopping. It is so obvious and basic, but it is visually metaphorizing it's very good. Yeah. that his distractions are getting in the way of his job and his job is getting in the way of his fantasy and something's going to go wrong and the tension is rising because they're conflicting and there's only one screen and they're, you're doing two things. What's going to happen? Something bad and then it happens. Yeah, You're using interactivity and the visual medium to impart meaning to the scene and the meaning is super obvious. It's just like, uh-oh, this guy's too distracted. Well, he uses a giant blade. You're like, yeah, a movie would have accomplished that in a single shot very easily. Oh! But I'm like, why doesn't every game fucking have moments like that? that is that is the shit. That is why I'm playing a game to have an artistic experience where the interaction is what imparts the meaning because that's what's unique about gaming as a media. agreed. It has interactive interactivity. That's the only thing that's unique about and it and we
5: venerate the games that do. like like Bioshock did it, and we venerate that game. But for I that. do feel you like know?
4: by and large now, we all have settled for if it's a choose-your-own-adventure-style thing with three different plot outcomes, they did the thing. They did the interactivity. No. I I think that's one way of doing it. Yeah. But it's like opening voiceover. Yeah, it can work, but it's been done a thousand times. I'd like to see something else. It better be good. This core, uh, this fish-chopping thing where without saying a word, without showing a cutscene, the act of interactivity itself is imparting the meaning. Yeah. I'm just like, give me more of that, everyone, please. Yeah, they... they- in my diet, in my game diet, it, it was
5: a great moment. It was my favorite yeah. moment, uh, and I think for the same reasons you're talking about. Yeah, but uh, did you care about the character much, Lewis?
4: Yes, because I struggle with substance abuse and depression. Okay, but so not because he was you? a well-drawn character. No, they just picked an. Archetype. None of them are well-drawn characters, right? But I am a white stoner with who could vaguely looks like Fair him, enough. and I was like, and like, uh, sorry if this hurts anyone's feelings. I would equate my job at crack for the last four years to chopping fish heads off at an assembly line. Personally. Um, that's how it felt to me. And I was really depressed about it. I understand what that means. Uh, so I don't, uh, yeah, I really resonated with that, but I absolutely see what you're saying where it's like, they just got lucky with me. <laughs> he had no character. Yeah. Yeah. They
5: tapped into a real thing.
4: Right. Yeah. What which else is, is uh, which is why representation is important in film. Because you do resonate with characters that look like you. Clearly. Uh, okay, there's only a few left. Milton just disappeared one day. Oh, his flip book shows that he loved drawing, and he drew a cartoon hole in a wall and walked through it and disappeared. And
5: that's really unclear. Like, ran away? I imagine that he mean?
4: actually ran. He's okay. just a runaway kid who ran away. Because he, he, he does
5: draw stuff in all the crawl spaces you're going through. Yes. The whole time. But so- they're drawn
4: childishly. So I think, in my mind, the implication was he was creative and irrepressible to the point where even as a kid, he found all the secret passages he wasn't supposed to find. Right. And this world just wasn't enough for him. So he just struck out. Right. In, to make his fortune.
5: I find that particular kind of character annoying. Sure. Like, I just think, what well, man, a pixie dream guy, basically. Come on. Yeah. Enough. And
4: then did, uh, and then Edith died. I assume in childbirth because she tells her child, unborn child, I'll be dead yes, when you read that's this. That's what happened. Yeah. But they Clearly. don't. They don't literally say like you don't see a doctor. No, you don't see it. says she died in childbirth. But that's the strongest. But assumption. you get it, yeah. So and then it says pointedly, yeah, Sanjay Kumar died, causes unknown. Apparently, no one cares. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, uh, anyway, I've heard also that died young, but I guess because he's Indian, we don't care. That <laughs> it's, it's really upsetting. bothered me. Yeah,
5: it's also because like, well, what an interesting thing for somebody from this like weird Wes Anderson house to have gone to India. Right? Uh, right. He and went met to somebody. India
4: to like build uh Yeah, she met him in India on like a relief project. And right. He's an engineer and shit. And, and he gets the curse. And he gets no. He marries into the curse and it happens to him. He dies yeah. young. And yet we don't get a vignette from him and we don't, whatever.
5: Okay, so are you ready for perhaps my harshest criticism of this game? Sure. I have not given it yet.
4: And then I'll give you the key that I think unlocks the story. Great,
5: because maybe the, your key will fix my problem. Mm-hmm. My problem is I don't think this is quite a story. I do not think this is exactly a narrative. Here's why. It's just setting. The whole thing is just setting. Like there is an emotional journey that as an audience member you go through, right? So but the character who is experiencing these deaths or whatever, I don't think she's learning what who these people were or what happened to them. I think she knows. Everybody in the house already knows. So for her the journey is just No, what? no, no.
4: It's implied that The kids, very weirdly, I thought... They don't know? Delusionally, it is kind of a shared delusion that I think is weird. Okay. The family would not tell the kids what happened. They would say, you're not allowed in that room. Okay, that's true. Yeah, Dude, they had an uncle in the basement that they knew was down there, but they had never... They were not allowed to speak to or see him. That's pretty extreme segregation. Fair enough. I think there's probably a lot of family shit she didn't know until the events of this game. And that brings us to your question, I think... Why did her grandma want her to know this? Why
5: learn this? Like, to to believe in the curse? Is that the point? Yes. You think so? Because I think that's insane.
4: I think there's a point that they're getting at that's good, and I think they did a really clumsy job of getting at it. Let's hear it. Which is why I would say, if it were a movie, I would say, C minus, but I saw what you were going for, and sure. I liked what you were going for. Sure, um, but I agree with you. The C stands for cohesion, and it has none. No, or conclusiveness, A- and also
5: for choice, narrative choice. Yep, even the character doesn't oh, make them. Oh, there's
4: C's all over this thing. Yeah, bro. Uh, and that is not an insult to Edith Finch. Um, I'll cut. Tell that me out. your thing. <laughs> <laughs> the curse is death, obviously, because that's literally what it is. But it comes in myriad forms. It can come at any time. And that does not make this family special. That is true of everyone alive, right? So let's start there and say, what if the theme is death? Because it clearly is. Sure. But what if we treated this like we would analyze a book, not a game, and say, what are they trying to? Say? What is the author trying to say about right. death? Well, on a basic high school essay level, what I would read into it, and when I did, I was like, oh, that does link up. I think that's probably what they were going for. It's that death will find us all. Uh, and life is, and okay, either death will find you young or you will live long enough to experience intense tragedy Yeah. because life parcels out tragedy as time goes on. Right. Sorry, baby is listening to this, but that is what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you either, that's the curse. Yeah. The, our lives are cursed. It's just death. Yeah. Right. Because you're either going to not survive or you're going to survive and realize that life wasn't as great as you thought it was when you were four years old. Um, or is magical. And the only thing you can do is do everything you can to keep the magic alive, even if it means believing things that may not objectively be true. Vonnegut had a thing called FOMA, believe yeah, in yeah. the harmless lies that help you live your life. Not a slight at you, but he considered religion a FOMA. Oh, 100%. But intentionally to say, I believe it's objectively false, but I would never tell a religious person not to be religious because if you have that strength of faith, I see only positives out of that. And I kind of, like, I agree that uh, we don't understand how the universe works anyway. And if you look deeply into science, science is also incomprehensible magic. Yes. Uh, We live in a universe of magic. We just have become habituated to seeing things like the sun. So we think it's not magic, but it's fucking magic. And so, like who are you to say there's no god or any religion is false and i'm not so therefore who are you to say this family can't make the fact that through sheer bad luck just mundane bad luck everyone in the family dies very young can't they make that magical for themselves and make their limited time on earth more enjoyable than it would have been. Otherwise
5: far be it for me to stop them from doing that. Or I just think
4: that might've been the moral that they tried to go toward and only vaguely arrived at because I agree that it's not, that's not strongly coming through. No, but if that's what they're going toward, I do like the encapsulation of, uh, life as a curse and the only way to break the curse is to just focus on the present moment and make it magic. Bring your own magic, baby. And that's why it's important to the grandma that the tradi- that the tradition be continued, not because of the curse, but because uh, the curse implies magic could be real. And that's what she wants to impart, the idea okay. that magic could be real. But I agree with you that it's weird for a kid as soon as they're old enough to read, to read a letter from their dead mom saying, just want to warn you, you're going to die young and I'm sure. It's obj- like, that's why I'm like, it doesn't work because yeah. if you follow it through in real life, the shit that's going on is bananas. This family should have the kids removed from the home.
5: You would think, I, I mean, like, I, I'm not trying to be a simian and say that none of what you said matters because it does, and I think it's true of this game. Everything you said is true, uh, but it didn't really do what you're saying it's doing.
4: Nope, I'm giving like, it a lot of credit for yeah. something it might have been going for. Yeah, yeah. if it had
5: accomplished that, I would have, I would have thought this was great. This is like a great game, you know.
4: And even then, not best ever, but it made a solid B would have, or something. I would have forgiven
5: yeah. many of its flaws for sure, but it didn't really have a moment of realization like that, where the where the, the metaphors peeled back just enough for me to get at the thing that isn't a metaphor.
4: I'm working at it to help them out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and
5: (laughs) I think if you're going to remove the game from this game, which is what they did, they mostly remove the game. Yeah. Then fucking tell the story like do like, and they didn't really, you know, like they set up a situation that's interesting that has all the thing, has the, the outer workings that you described, but not the cohesion. Perhaps if you had headed it up, it would have like, it just didn't, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like, we're here to just like girl. stroke each other's
4: egos, dude. If we ended up getting to help on writing any script for any kind of game out of this that'd be podcast, super fun. I yeah. would jump at the chance, and I don't want to uh, shit on the work here. Like, yeah. there's a
5: lot of love in this game. There's a lot of uh, our, there's some beautiful a lot moments. of our artistic accomplishment yeah.
4: as far as moments go. Yeah, there are moments you want to experience very much so, but, but it's just a sequence of different moments,
5: right? Yeah. And and this is why I keep bringing up Telltale. Telltale, the moment-to-moment is not as artistically done by any stretch.
4: I'm sick of that cel-shaded look. I just don't like it.
5: That's fair enough. And I get it, you know. But every interactive moment in it is more fun. You know, like, it just is more interesting and fun.
4: I can't... And I would argue... I can't splurge enough to agree with you. Uh, Like, we... We will cover the Walking Dead sure. Telltale games because it changed my like opinion of gaming. Agreed. I would <laughs> argue
5: that that game, the first season of Walking Dead, yep. is more impactful about the meaning of death than this game is.
4: Much more impactful about the meaning of death. Yeah, and well, we should save it for that episode. We should. But it was also one of the, the very first game for me in the genre of look. We're not going to give you a lot of gameplay mm-hmm. where I was bought over. Big, where I was big like, time. Okay. I thought this was not I thought this was a novelty genre. this will be a real genre and it is this is very fun.
5: although they did just have a bunch of layoffs, which sucks but it, but I mean it's in general
4: good. that I think in the future there will even be commercially popular games that have limited interactivity and I think that that's okay. Now I don't want that to become dominant, but it's okay. I think I w-
5: I think believe it or not, this sounds really petty, but it's true. I think if this game, if I'd played it on an iPad or on a phone, I would think it was brilliant. Like, mm. if I'd played exactly the this game on... The different standards yes, for the big screen TV I at I think home. so. Yeah, I agree. And consoles. You know, yeah. like, uh, I think I would have liked it Giant better.
4: Sparrow, fit your game on a phone. That I bet it would go like hotcakes. I don't mean to sound
5: <laughs> condescending about it. I just no. think we all kind of have lesser standards for phone games and stuff. I think it would have been condescending great. Condescending simian. You fucking philistine. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, I got sh- some other things. Go. Go uh, for it. Okay. So... Just stepping back I mentioned this but I want to actually ask you this question do you think that fatalism in general is an interesting narrative
4: I think fatalism is always an interesting start start it's to an a interesting like ladies and gentlemen tonight we'll be discussing death yes because I do believe and I have this actually written on the all my idea journals I write at the top of the new blank journal yeah uh, love and death. Because everything if you need an idea, love and death. That's all that's all and every idea yeah. has one of those things at its root. Because I lump fear into death and desire into love, you know.
5: I, I've I have come back over and over and over again to Camus Sisyphus story. Yeah. Right? And it's not his, but his retelling of it. Because that's a really great way to describe the futility of life. And and but i i the problem with it and the problem that people had back when they first read it and still have with it is that it's not enough mm-hmm. like even pushing the boulder as a willful choice is not enough to find emotional satisfaction and this game didn't didn't realize that you know that's my concern
4: and yet i do think that is a uniquely european or western hemisphere view probably only in the sense that eastern philosophy and culture is much more traditionally focused on Yes, a a Buddha really could get just as much enjoyment in the present moment from pushing the boulder. They don't yes. care that they know that it's going to roll back down. And that is a way to live. I've seen people who sure. live that way. They seem very contented and happy. Sure, uh, That's the way I strive to be more a balance of... Um, I I think Sisyphus speaks to something very deeply primal, but I'm just saying it might be deeply primal to our culture. You're in my culture specifically. I don't know. I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty object oriented people like the very much European. We're taught
5: to value career and to think of life as having milestones and and, to believe that
4: your free will decisions have, Proven cause and effect that will determine whether you go up or down, but and we don't, I, we don't believe in free will. Right? I personally don't believe free will right, exists, either. or that effects are predictable on a macro scale outside of like a laboratory. Yeah. Right, every I think, decision I, I ever there. make in my life, I don't know if I'm going to regret it or not. Looking back, and I yet, don't know that, and <laughs> yet, and, and I don't mean to get too philosophical with this. No, I can but I just it, pause and say, sure. how fun is this for a video games podcast, you I, guys? I, like, yeah. please recommend us to your friends. We're bringing the philosophy. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the state of the medium. Like, this right. is not just some IGN like." Easy coverage, shit. Get the word out. So, so, I don't, I don't personally
5: want my life or my entertainment or my narratives to just be put me on a conveyor belt and and flash images and meaning at me, and I consume it.
4: You don't want to be Plato's people in the cave. No, I don't want to be Plato's philosophy people in, the cave. in the house. Right, exactly. I don't want to, I
5: don't want to do that. And that's the mistake of how this game draws life and it draws it in, it draws it formally and it draws it in terms of how they impart people's lives to Edith is like this sort of conveyor belt of fatalism where like everything was inevitable and they sort of surfed with one idea through life until the moment hits. And even though that might be what life is, you know what I mean? Like it might be just pushing and in a boulder the Universe, it is because yeah. they made it that. So yeah. like you take it on its terms. But it's true, it, the only way I, I I think human beings require whether we want to or not, we require some sense of. But it isn't really just that, is it? Like there's some somehow I can do something to
4: to make it matter. Cartesian duality. Yes. Well, we and need also to this do a what, philosophy podcast. Uh, we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So
5: we can we can. I mean, this is what Camus. Yeah Sisyphus thing is about He's getting it But they never give you The step that's so choose to push the boulder Like Edith never chooses to push the boulder Except for she writes uh She writes down what she saw for her unborn son And that's supposed to be a choice But you don't experience it as a choice It's just another thing as the viewer That it's put in front of you and that's it this, That's this, what sucks about it
4: When the boulder reaches the bottom I'll have to admit I didn't finish Camus It was, it was sure. weird I kept reading it and I'd get distracted And I'd get all the way back to the start And I'd have to read it again <laughs> And I just kept going like Cliché, eternally yeah. um, No but in his retelling yeah because Camus cared a lot about whether free will existed like most existentialists did. Right. Uh, does he I'm sure he pointed out whether he did or didn't very clearly. is Sisyphus when the ball rolls to the bottom of the hill? Choosing to try again? Has to choose to try again. Okay. No, no. It, or is no, he, he has or to the it. gods? He, it's mandatory. He has to do so, it. So yeah, he lacks the agency to choose to push the boulder. His
5: only choice is to embrace the boulder. Like,
4: meaning like, right. But I he can't, can accept He this. can't choose to take a break at the bottom. No. He can only choose how he perceives right. it. Right, and I'm saying that's also a very zen, like, just change yeah. how you perceive it, man. Yeah. Uh, that's really what it is, right? Yeah. But, but, I, but mean, I gotta say, you're saying you never want to be P- Plato's people in the cave. I don't, who, who are viewing? Not as entertainment. For no. people who are on un, unaware, okay, you're digging your hole deeper. I can't wait. So for in the specifically in the context of entertainment, yeah. you don't want to be a person in a cave who's just seeing a projection on the wall of reality. Your brain demands to know what's behind the wall and what what it's a reflection of. Correct. Right? And Plato that's been used to justify, you know, why we have to go to space, but right. also inward soul exploration and the belief that there must be a greater force out there in the world or right. universe. You want to be a filmmaker. Right. You want people to passively sit in a dark cave and watch images you projected on the wall that are not accurate, but are instead depictions of the world filtered through your perception and personality. Of course and I do.
5: But I also... Here, here's uh-huh. why. I'll tell
4: you why. I'll tell you Touché. why. Are you ready? <laughs>
5: I don't want any movie that I make to be the only way that they contemplate the things that are being said in the movie. Like I, it would be my dream come true to make a movie that mattered enough for people to watch it and then explore something about their life. Right, that's my dream come true. And that's I got to tell I you, want dude,
4: I know both of us want want to do movies because we grew up with movies right. and we love movies. But we've already done that. Mm-hmm. Like. Cracked videos are enjoyable. silly, but there's some cracked videos you did that found people at the right time and affected them. So you've achieved that. And that's, <laughs> but I won't but I want more.
5: <laughs> you, you want, want yeah, more. Yeah. More people. More of them. No, but 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 that's the drive, right? Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's insatiable and there's parts of it that are not yes. at all noble uh but that's the best version of what a filmmaker is is like sure i've seen the forms or yeah. i have an idea about the forms now come with me and
4: i doubt giant sparrow you know? would say yes we want edith finch to be people's only like take of course not of course, course not right they yeah, just
5: right. want to have they want a gamer to have a thought about death and which they, is
4: neat that's a neat idea it's a neat idea and i agree the follow-through isn't there because i didn't really have a thought about death I just thought each of these parts is fun. <laughs>
5: yeah. So I have some joke observations. Cool. Yeah. You ready? Uh, f- <laughs> this is just a statement. It's not even a conversation. This game made me realize that it's weird that we don't have more accidental deaths than Harry Potter.
4: You yeah know, because that's like, accurate well the right. moving staircases first of all it's like that why, move on no fixed schedule yeah
5: there should be like a some kind of waiver these kids have to sign when they go up to hogwarts because like all the fucking crawl spaces and shit are deadly up there i think you the know? waiver
4: is that the teacher can erase your memory like you don't need a fucking <laughs> right? waiver that's what it is magic fixes everything yeah. i mean they have harry or someone fall and break their arm and they just grow, grow another one yeah. Or like, there's I think a point, it's wrong, right? There's a point where it's even worse. But yeah, they have to like their bones are are wobbly, yeah. and they have to slowly regrow their bones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think the implication is, oh, off camera, horrific accidents happen all the time. <laughs> like kids. That's what's funny is what about the emotional toll? Like, sure, no kidding. Sure, no one dies, right? No fatalities. Right. But I saw a kid get decapitated. Sure, they gave him a potion and he's back. Right. But like, I saw that shit. I'm right. shaken. Yeah. <laughs> so that's number one. My yeah. number
5: two is uh, this is mildly sarcastic, but perhaps if if my complaint about this game was we don't have enough agency, we don't cause anything. But is it possible <laughs> that we are in fact causing the tragedy of Edith's death? By making her walk around as a pregnant woman through this crawl space of these hey, attackers. I'm Shit. watching
4: Top Chef this season, and Leanne is pregnant and killing yeah. it. Uh, they just did an episode where she cooked. In fucking zero degree weather in Colorado, snow, pregnant. So like, Leanne, so, you're hearing this. <laughs> you got well it, in done. the bad girl. And if Leanne can do it, I'm sure Edith can. Eat. So you don't,
5: uh, you don't think that we're. I mean, I, I don't think they intend. This, I want to know
4: how the hell she wrote a note before she died, telling her baby with great assurance, "I'll be dead in childbirth by the time you read this." I guess. There are some complications that doctors can know about, but in that case, they almost always would do a C-section or there's ways around those complications. Yeah. Right. It's Uh, weird that Edith dies. I think they're trying to say... Something, something, continuity, you know, something, something in the infinity lineage of the human right. family. And you're like, yeah, but the something, something could have been clearer. <laughs> well,
5: it only matters if it is actually something, something. You're just tolling yeah. the bell of lineage. Right, right exactly. Grief. Right. you're like, okay. Buzzword. You got my attention. What yeah. do you have to say? In yeah, French? yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, next thing. Why don't any of these crawl spaces, why don't they use them to put books in them? They have books lying all the fuck over this place there without is, shelves.
4: You just didn't notice. There is one crawl space where uh, it's completely lined floor to ceiling with books. Because I stopped and read all the titles to see what funny Weren't titles even good. There were. Uh no, they were just accurate. Yeah, like you were like, oh, that clearly Odin brought that because it's an ancient decaying book that says yeah. like carpentry and sawsmanship, eighteen ninety one. Like you could figure out who owned each book, but that's cool. It didn't again lot of attention to detail didn't impart any meaning
5: <laughs> other than this house is a real place is the, idea. and they have lots of
4: books. Yeah. Yeah, because they're a literate family.
5: It's really strange how magically they can build crawl spaces and fucking rooms, but don't have bookshelves. Like Figure it out. Yeah. Figure that shit out.
4: Well, Odin's whole deal was he was an amazing carpenter or whatever, so that's the excuse for the crazy house.
5: That guy could have built like... That guy could have made billions of dollars as an architect. Oh, yeah. What he was able to accomplish. Oh, yeah.
4: The house is amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Again... If it passes code and is structurally sound, which I don't believe it would be. Probably
5: not. What's the name uh, of that it's guy? It's quite spectacular. What's the name of that guy that crumples up paper and builds buildings that are that look like crumpled Frank paper? Frank Geary? Yeah. This guy is as good as that.
4: I believe it was a Simpsons joke where he crumpled up a paper, threw it away, looked at it, and said, Frank, you're a genius. Does he really literally do that? I think he does. I think he's admitted that he'll crumple a lot of paper up and throw it around to get inspiration yeah. for particular yeah, yeah, shapes. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just don't want people thinking Frank Gehry goes out and they're like, here's five billion for an auditorium <laughs> and he crumples up the contract, drops it on the desk, and like there's there it your is. blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only paper it could be Yeah.
5: No, I I am sure he uses But my brother's an architect
4: yeah. and I will say, uh it's a fact about the industry that like Architects don't have to know engineering to it any like the degree that you'd think they would because they hire engineers. You know, a film set is collaborative, the of same course. thing. But it is funny that like, man, he's so rich and he gets to just draw curvy lines. And he's not even the one who has to figure out whether the building will stand in a core of engineers who are low paid. Go and work. do that and come tell him what it, like changes are na- made needed to make it work. Yeah.
2: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey guys, I'm home.
3: Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered.
5: <sighs> Good one, Dad.
0: <sighs>
3: We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's
4: but
5: then you the walk life. in the building and have some kind of an experience that's only... Yeah, I like time.
4: eerie stuff. I just think, uh, like a lot of artists who get rich... Uh he ran out of meaning. Yeah. And he is too rich to explore a different direction and he's like hogtied now. Yeah. I don't need new Frank Geary buildings no, I'm ever. Good with it. I get it. I'm, good with <laughs> yeah. it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh I don't have any more
5: jokes. you have more jokes? No, we're way over. I Fair think enough. we gotta We uh, did a lot on rate. this game. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So Chicky Chicky Checkpoint the Chickadee Chicken. Yeah. Time to weigh in and keep get your delete f- mouse pads clicking. Keep or delete? Yeah, you asking me first? <laughs> yeah, you should go first. This is the first time. I'm sure not the last time. And the first time I've gone downhill, but also the first time you've changed my mind. Oh, wow. I, I came in strongly for this game, and I am going to say I still think it's worth playing, especially because it's only three hours long, so for sure. what's the investment? Pass. Yeah, delete. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm saying that as an article of good faith, that I think this is a fabulously interesting genre, subgenre, mm-hmm. and I think other people will do much better versions of this. So I'm going to save my keeps for those. That's
5: a, There is a version of a game like this that absolutely deserves to be on the hard drive we send to space. This is not it.
4: And that game to me would end, and not only this one had an emotional impact on me, but not only would it have an emotional impact, it would be like a movie where... You can argue with your friends about yeah. the plot or yeah. the points. We, yeah. should,
5: we should do a podcast on Journey because a lot of people have that opinion about Journey. I've played Journey. Uh, I haven't.
4: I've watched it and I'm like, I get it, but I should. That's play how it I anyway. felt. Also, uh, but you know, I don't know. It's just what gets you, what doesn't get yeah. you. Because I know people feel that way about Shadow of the Colossus, and I'm like, that's the most fun game ever made. I haven't <laughs> played Shadow of the Colossus. I know they're remastering it. We will. I'll make you that. Okay. We talked about that. That'll be one of my picks. Oh, now. great. Because okay. it's an artistic achievement that I absolutely need your opinion on. Okay. Great. Um, because it has the missing element, which is the gameplay is also innovative, unique, and has not been stolen yet. Like I'm excited. You're going to play a game that, and be like, wow, I've played a lot of games and this isn't like any of them. Okay. <laughs> That's what's fun about that. Great. One. I'm really excited. Yeah. And then, uh, Yeah, secondly, it is a cult classic, like by word of mouth, slowly but surely. I think it's very, people love it now. So we'll talk about that one.
5: Yeah, that's it. I I also wouldn't keep it. Dang. Uh, So
4: play it, but then delete it afterwards. Yeah, I
5: mean, it's not a a, a big investment of your time. And some of you will really connect to this. For sure.
4: You know what I realized? We should remind each other. Yeah. We knew that neither of us had played it. We wanted to play it and cover it. Why did we not stream it and play it together? It was only three hours long. I don't know. We, we should have, have played it. this on Twitch. We should have done But uh, especially because the one Upsman Twitch was originally intended, and I love that it's becoming a Hangout stream, yeah. which it will always remain. Right. But we also had intended for it to be a place where you can hear our arguments forming, like we were going to play yeah, yeah, games yeah, yeah, together yeah. that we plan to cover. We can still do that. I hope we do. We will yeah. try in the future uh, to find a game that neither of us have played that we're going to cover, and we'll stream the process of We'll playing. do that. Maybe fun. Shadow. I'm Maybe ready Shadow. to play. I haven't Great. played it in eight years, so I'm Great. ready to replay it. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, yeah, y'all. Game over. Game over. Work complete.
0: Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public—the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals.